The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a fun UFC Unfiltered we have today. On the phone, we have Daniel Cormier fighting for the light heavyweight championship, defending Stipe Miocic, defending the heavyweight championship against Francis Ngannou this Saturday. And Brian Hayes, the creative director over at EA Sports, uh, premiering uh, EA uh, UFC 3. Well said. (laughs) And a mattress ad. Yes. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. I have a mouthful of almond. Mouthful of almonds. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, buddy. Oh, Jimmy, I had an upset stomach. I feel better now. Did you just go make a duty? Can I can I give a warning to people out there for our for our listeners? Sure. They they do um they respect us and they, they do, you know. They respect I, you. I want to look out for their for their stomachs. This is what happened last night. My wife picked up Chick-fil-A. Mm. And I was out I was out I was out uh, at the academy yesterday. I sure. go, you know what? I go, and I told you before how I love their spicy chicken sandwiches, yes, Jimmy. Did. So I go, listen, I go, I've been running around all day. We were here yesterday. Yes. So it kind of threw me off my schedule a little bit. But uh, so I didn't eat that great during the day, but I didn't eat all day. You know, yeah. besides when I was at Penn Station, I had a couple of slices. So, <laughs> so it was a horrible day, horrible day of eating, but not a lot. You know, that was yeah. like two slices here. Then, you know, I'm getting Yesterday home. was a loss with it the eating. Was, <laughs> listen, listen, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I go, look, honey. Two spicy chicken sandwiches because I'm starving. I was You're hungry. I was with my aunt. I was guys are training. They're, yeah. they're taking ripping camores and legs. So I go. So I get home. Whatever around nine. But on the way home, my wife goes, "Yo, I had to eat one of your spicy chicken sandwiches because they they didn't give me my sandwich. They 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 messed up the order at the drive through. It's like that Joe Pesci uh, line from uh, Lethal Weapon fucking eight. They always Remember, they fuck you at the drive-thru. They always fuck you at the drive-thru. They fuck you at the drive-thru. Leo Getz. Yeah, Leo Getz. That was great. So uh, so that's what they did. So she had, I, listen, of course I'm going to give my wife yeah. my sandwich, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. You didn't want to. I was looking forward to two sandwiches. Sure you were. So this is what I do. Chick-fil-A's all the way in Guam. I can't go there. How far is that? It, well, it's not. It's, it's in Hicksville. I was in Levittown. It's the other way. On the way home. And I know I sound like a fatty people, but listen. Wow, you're I, hungry. Let me tell you my story. It, I, there's a Wendy's. So I go, look, you know what I'm going to do? And I always wanted to do this. <laughs> I always wanted to do this. I just thought, and I, I go, my two favorite 
spicy chicken sandwiches. Mm. Uh, let's do like the Pepsi challenge. Taste let's test. do a taste test. A side by side. A side Binge. by side. <laughs> one after the other between sure. the Wendy. I, I just went, I went right through the thing. Is that all you want, sir? Just one sandwich. That's all I want. Yep. Don't tempt me with anything else. I'm going I got, to have a threesome. I'm going <laughs> to. Exactly. <laughs> so I get the spicy chicken sandwich. I go home, whatever, you know. Uh, between the Wendy's and the um, and the uh, and the Chick Fil A, you know who won? I'll tell you in a second. You know who lost? My ass lost. Oh no, <laughs> the toilet lost. That's who lost. Were you on Jimmy. the bowl uh, last night now, too? And oh, this now. morning, and five minutes ago. Oh no! And uh, this is the thing. But I am going with the Chick Fil A. It's a better yeah. sandwich. It's a better sandwich. I've heard it's very it's, good. Listen, it's a bit Jimmy. It's a better sandwich. I wouldn't I, lie to you about that. I'm sure you wouldn't. You know, but uh, that's my story. That's why my stomach, because I know we're going to talk to uh, the champ, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, Michael Yes, two champs today. Two champs, right? Stipe Miocic. I've been telling you that's how you say his name. It's Miocic. 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 I don't know. You know, Miocic. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, dude, I, ask listen, I am I'm so excited for this freaking fight. I really am. You know, I got a, a jiu-jitsu tournament in Long Island, a Naga tournament. Naga, naga, not gonna work here anymore. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm going to that during the day on Saturday sure. to, to, to coach some of my guys, just support my my crew. Of course, you know, you're a good man. Because a lot of times I can't make those tournaments because I'm, you know, I got three kids, two schools. Yeah, you're busy. I'm a busy man. You Jimmy, certainly are. With you, you know what I mean? Yeah, joking around, having fun, laughs. We oh, laughs is a lot is, of love. A lot of love. But uh, so then that night, it's gonna be a day of just submissions and fighting, some family time. You know, <laughs> my kids know I get excited for the fights. You know, this is a good one. Co-main uh, is great. The main is great. We, I, we're main gonna talk. We're gonna talk after the picks and everything. Yeah, you know, that's a tough but, picks. Uh, but with Daniel, he's been in so many big fights, and even though um, Vulcan is is uh, fifteen and one, yeah, Cormier is nineteen and one. Yeah, but like, but but it, how is he getting excited? Is he getting excited for this guy? Oh yeah. The way he gets- you're like, hey, yeah, because he's I champion guess, again. Don't forget, he had, yes, he had that he fight with Jones again. But, but how is he as excited for this guy as he is with all these other big fights with his, you know, his, you know, with his nemesis John Jones? And it was, it was very, you know. We got DC. We can ask him, uh, Daniel. Hello, sir. What's up, boys? Hi, guys. What's how you doing, on, DC? Matt was just asking a question, buddies. Oh man, Matt, do you want to ask DC because that's a good question? I was, I was asking. I don't know why I'm asking Jimmy. I know. I, I was know. asking Jimmy to kill time. But listen, Champ, how are you? First of all, you doing all right? I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. You know, it's Wednesday morning. I feel great. I and like, I have energy. You, yeah, that's nuts. I've been watching you on the um on the embedded man. It's so cute with your kids because your your daughter looks around the same age as my kid. Uh, how old yeah. are your kids? If you don't mind me asking, my daughter's five and my son's six. He turned seven and. Three weeks. Oh, that's that's so cute, man. No, it's it's nice that you like to have them around uh, during the week. Some people like that, and some people, some fighters are not like that. I was not like that. I get like I love them, kind of dark. I love them around, man. That's I love them, Matt, because hey, it's the motivation, right? That's the motivation. That's what you do it for. So when you see in the motivation every day. It's easier to go train and be prepared to do what you need to do. Jimmy, I think he answered my question without he me did. even asking the question. I was talking yeah. to Jimmy, and I was talking about Vulcan, who's a stud, 15-1. and one. He's putting people to sleep. 
But then I was asking him, I go, I go, you know, DC, the champ, he's been involved with some really high profile fights with everything, with the John Jones, the drama with that and, yes. and just, just big fights, man. And, and I'm like, what is the motivation? But I believe you just answered that. Uh, just to the family and, and competition, Maddie. You know, I love to fight, man. I love to compete. You know, I love to test myself against other people. I love the opportunity to go out there and do what I do and prove, you know, like, prove, like, let's go. I mean, you said you wanted to do this shit. Let's go do this shit. You know, it's me and you now. Nobody else. Let's go. I love that. And I and I really, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I really, you, you are... You, I don't think Pete, you don't get credit enough for how witty you are. Yeah. How soon did you retweet that and you, <laughs> uh, that um, he um, Vulcan put up a thing where it was uh, a clip, a, a picture of you and John Jones after the one fight, and then he's walking away. A similar picture of him walking yeah, away man. with somebody, but but you you threw it right back. It's great. Instead of letting it bother you, you you threw it back up there and retweeted it. And wh- how soon did you come up with? With what you said there, and, and that, and that, I, that response, I just saw the picture. Once I saw the picture, I started to. Uh, I just was like, oh, this is actually pretty savage. Great job, Vulcan. Great job. But he started this shit right, so I was being nice to him at first. Yeah. And then he wants to go start putting pictures. Now, I'm just saying what I feel about him. I just say what I truly feel. Like he's gonna get his ass kicked, and he's in over his head. And, Good, Jimmy. You, know, you wanted to read that. No, a DC. Why just, does, hey, why does his face look like it's about like melting? Why does his face look like it's melting? What the hell, Vulcan? Why are your ears dropping down to your damn shoulders? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And, and DC, just to, re- to quote what you read, it was a great retweet. He thought he had you, and you wrote savage post, Vulcan Uzdemir. But since no one knows or follows you which has got to hurt on some level. I'll send that out to the public. 3,000 likes for such a good post seems like a waste. Quick point, though. You're no John Jones, and I'm no Jimmy Manoa, and I'm a lot better than Kelly Amundsen. And then you wrote, Tap Machine, hashtag bum, hashtag (laughs) UFC2. By the way, bum is a great thing. That's such a 1965 insult. Calling someone a bum is awesome. But in the fight game, it's brutal. Great. Or tap machine, right? That, I got that from my Russian friends. You know, like anytime they tap, they go, "You're a tap machine." That's fucking they, 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 great. My Russian buddies, number one bullshit guy, tap machine. They have all these little like sayings. You know, like you know, Vulcan really did tap to a neck. He tapped to a neck crank. Oh fuck! A guy named Kelly Amundsen. Uh, Imagine the savage beating I'm going to put on this dude on Saturday. And, and DC, I wanted to ask you too, just because I do follow you on Twitter. And you, you and the young box, so I guess the wrestlers, you apologize for all the hate they got. What started that whole thing? So I didn't see it from the beginning. So a few weeks ago, Phil Baroni tweeted uh, a video of a match that, I'm sorry, that they had done, and they had this sequence that was just crazy. It was a whole bunch of jumping and flipping, and I was like, man, this is not what I remember wrestling being. So then I said it was, it was pathetic. And, well... I've got a platform. So a lot of people went at them and then they defended themselves. And then, uh, some of their friends actually defended them. And it was just a whole bunch of that. Right. Then yesterday, like, like you asking me about this now, I was asked about it Monday and I commented about it a little bit. And then, um, someone said I wasn't bad mouthing him again. When in reality, I was just answering the question Sure. and the guy came to his own defense. And so then we started arguing a little bit and there was one tweet where he said something about, Somebody said, I don't know what happened, but like him and I were arguing and 
it said something like get a real job. And he said the job that I make seven figures doesn't isn't considered a real job. I thought that was directed at me. So I was like, do you think I don't make seven figures? Well, he was responding, and I was like, well, all the stuff you guys usually use on fans doesn't work on me, but he actually was responding to a fan, right. and I jumped the gun. Sure. And then my so, – so my fans – because, look, professional wrestling fans are great. They're very, they're very passionate yeah. about their stars. But MMA people are the same way. And so when they started seeing that, they kind of attacked them. And this has happened on a number of occasions. This has happened. Uh, we were arguing, so they stood with me as the wrestlers were saying negative things to me. The MMA fans were saying negative things to this young man. And this young man said people said he wished he got cancer and they wished he would die. And all. I was like, you know, that's too far. <laughs> I love that my fans have passion. Sure. I love that our fans are like, you want to fuck with our guys? We're going to get you. But... It was just too much, and it should never have gotten to that point. That's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to stop this right now because sure. I also did threaten the guy. <laughs> I was cutting weight and everything. You know, it's a bad week to really start an argument with a fighter. You know? <laughs> yes. The guy. <laughs> like, what? Like, why would I do it? Threaten this poor guy. You guys are a bit testy on, on weight cut week. It's understandable. You got a fight coming up, yeah. and you're not in the best mood. You can't eat what you want. Now, how do you feel also to uh, Jones took a, and again, I know this is not concerning your fight with Uzdemir, no, but fine. it's fine, please. Uh, Jones took the polygraph and, and did pass it. And there's a part of me that really wants him to not be guilty of this just because I don't know why it bothers me so much. Uh, and, and how do you feel about that? Him taking a polygraph and Nowitzki's comments on, it doesn't appear to be the type of thing you do if you were intentionally doping. You know, our good friend Chuck Liddell said something yesterday. You know, when you say, Hey, someone, someone slipped something in my drink first time. Okay, it's a little bit more to believe. Second time, it's a little bit harder to believe. Polygraph test, I don't know if it really proves anything. Plus, look, I'm going to say this. If Ted Bundy can pass a polygraph test, Ted Bundy is <laughs> killing everybody. That is I a good point. He he if Ted I didn't Bundy can pass a polygraph test. <laughs> He did, he yes. He passed the polygraph test. Well, that's because he killed uh, the guy who was giving it. <laughs> he killed the guy. The guy's like, well, Ted, you just passed the test. Ted like, gets up and shanks him in the fucking throat. <laughs> that's a good point. People can pass them. I, I just, I guess what Chuck said is a good point, too. It, 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 I understand the champ's point. I mean, it's, it's the track record. It's sure. the problem. If you believe it, if you believe it, I don't really care. But, I mean... Man, you just cannot keep doing things wrong and expect people to be okay with anything. It's like, how do you expect Usada to say? And I hope he gets a shorter suspension. But how do you how do you expect Usada to say, okay, we'll give you a year? When the first time you made a mistake, we gave you a year. We can't allow you to just keep making mistakes because then what's the point? Right. Exactly. I'll go make some freaking mistakes. I'll go make some mistakes. Right now, how do you feel to uh, you know Uzdemir? Uh, obviously has a one punch knockout power. You faced guys like this before, though. Like you, you. I think you know you faced guys. Everyone said, "Oh, Rumble Johnson," and you you took quite a few of his punches. And the only guy to to put you down at all was it was a head kick with with Jones's shin. Uh, so yeah. you, you 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 could take a punch probably better than anybody in MMA. I don't think I can think of anybody who has a harder head than you do who can take a. I'm just, but I'm saying that in a, you know you, you, you're the one punch knockout power doesn't seem to have an effect on you when you fight. You know. I got kicked in the face by Jones. Like, and yeah. I, I didn't even fall down. I didn't even fall down. Like, he kicked me and it hurt me. 
but I didn't even fall down. I took a shin right to the head, and I kind of started staggering, and I was like, oh, my God, where am I? Am I in San Jose, Anaheim? Did I freaking fly to Vegas? Like, I was lost. And then, see, this is a credit to Jones, too, because if I could have grabbed him and clinched him, I, I think I would have been able to survive. Or if I could have held him in some way, shape, or form, but that finishing sequence – it was a thing of beauty. I mean, I was starting to back up to try to gather myself. He didn't just start punching and going crazy. He kicked my leg and made me spin, right? What do you need? You ever try to hit a pinata after they spin you over and over and over again? Right. It just makes you more, like, discombobulated. I was lost. Like I, once, I, once I spun and tried to back up, then I tripped. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then he jumped on me. I tried to grab half guard. Again, he could have just started throwing there. But he created space, made distance, gave me the illusion that I could get back to my feet. And when I turned to get up, that's when he started laying into me. That's his closing ability. Not everybody can do that. But it took him kicking me in the head and took him using all of his finishing skills to put me in a position where I couldn't defend myself. I'm not going to get knocked out with one punch. It's going to take much more than that. But... Again, credit to John Jones and his ability to finish a fight to do all those things that led to me being so lost that I, I couldn't even defend myself. And I'm not sure if we talked to DC since that or no. I don't oh, know if we have. Because so. you were very, very emotional after that, which, again, is very understandable. Yeah. Um, was yeah. that just because of you were still, like you said, discombobulated? Or, or were you really feeling, uh, was the emotion very genuine? Or was that more just because, again, you had just fought? You know, they say that you, you know, when you're, when you get concussed, like knocked out like that, you are very, that can happen. But truth of the matter is, and I'll be honest with you guys, like, even if it wouldn't have mattered because it did, the first time I lost to him, I was fine and I cried. When I lost in the NCAA finals, I cried. I lost in the Olympic semifinals, I cried. Olympic bronze medal match, cried. Every time I lose, I cry. It's what I do. And it's, because I put so much of myself into these things. Like, I give so much of me into these competitions that when it doesn't go the right way, it's very emotional. Like, I mean, I put a lot into this, man. I spend a lot of money on training camps. I'm, I'm going for my family for weeks. It's, uh, it's, it's very emotional. I've never really gotten over that. Like, I've never gotten over, like, the emotion just kind of pouring out of me when it's done. Now, yeah, you see, I can understand that, and I see, and, and other fighters, you know, they, because uh, I know, I understand, I know the how it feels to to lose in there. Um, Forrest Griffin, he's he's similar in a way. He's he's broken down before inside the cage, and uh, but he says that you know people. I, I've seen, I I read, I heard him in interviews say like, uh, you know what, I'm. I'm, it's horrible right there, but people are feeling bad. Like afterwards, like in the locker room, by the time I'm leaving the parking lot, like I'm, he's back, he's back, he's over it. Like he had to just let that out, type of thing. Is that how it is for you, or are you back? Are you crying for days? Or and I don't and listen, I don't look back. at I don't look at you I'm like a sissy. Back. Believe me, I know how it is. <laughs> no, I'm. It doesn't. It takes forever for me. Like I, you know, the tears may stop, but like the losses stay with me. You know, I've said this like. um I have dreams and nightmares about losses I've had over the course of my life. I, I may just be the most competitive person around because they stay with me. Like some nights I wake up thinking about the Olympic bronze medal match when I was wrestling against a guy who was a world champ 
and I was beating him 2-0 in a nine-minute match with a minute and a half left and gave up three points. And I wake up with freaking sweating, like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, how could I have done that? And I, I, I feel like that about the fight with Jones. I'm like, man, if he's throwing at me in the two fights, 10 freaking left head kicks, how did I miss that kick? How did I, you know, it's like it's like those things stay with me, you know. Like, I lost to Kale Sanderson in the NCAA Finals. I took him down. I went to let him go to try to take him down again, and I had a brain lapse. And he turned and grabbed me and threw me on the ground and reversed me. And I was like, how did I do that? Like, it's that type of stuff that stays with me with me all the time. DC, when, when, when uh, John kicked you, I think they said that they had been planning on that or there was a thing that you were doing where you were dipping a little bit in that direction. Um, did, you, did you realize you were doing that or is it something that, they, uh, that, that just no, kind of happened in the it, moment? It's something that I've done a long time in my career. But, you know... It, 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 it worked, so it made these guys kind of seem like uh, like geniuses. But the reality is, we fought eight rounds, and he threw 10, 12 of those same head kicks, and I blocked them all. Good he point. just got one off. You know, like he, he got one off, and sure. it was good because he got it up there fast. But he did a lot. He did a good job. He did a lot of body work early in the fight. So when I, I, I went body block, he actually went high. Credit to him. But he threw the kick 10, 15 times over the course of two fights. And I blocked them all. So, uh, yes, I was doing that. But, you know, the one that needed to land, landed. I was, I, was, uh, I was pressuring him. I was moving into him. And, honestly, he just threw the kick so fast and it landed in a great spot. And Kane is back training with you? Yes, he's back getting ready. He's working. Comes in and works out with me to help me get prepared for this fight, man. You know, I, I got a guy in Volcano of the Mare that hits very hard, but... I train with Velasquez every day to get better and to have a guy like that. And I've got two sparring partners right now that are kickboxing world champions, Frank Munoz and Thiago Beowulf from Brazil. And if they were in kickboxing matches, Vulcan Oldham, I'd probably favor them both times. So I'm seeing a level of kickboxing that he can bring to the octagon. Now, speaking of seeing shit, now listen, I'm not a drama starter here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, you know, DC, you know me. I'm a good guy. Yeah. But uh, now, is it weird at all that your buddy Luke Rockhold is over in that other, uh, they're training in the same room and maybe sweating together? I don't know if he's working together, but I know, I mean, yeah. listen, does he ever give you a call and say, look, this motherfucker, he's, <laughs> he's going no. for this uppercut? No, anything? <laughs> Come on, you can be honest with between me, just between well, me, you my- and Jimmy, and all our listeners. Yeah, we'll cut it out. <laughs> it is my thing, Maddie. You know, this guy, uh, I got a lot of TV obligations between fights. Kane had been hurt. So, of us three, Khabib's in Russia a lot of times. So, Luke didn't have anyone. I really actually applaud him for making the move down there because it's bold. It's brave to get out of your comfort zone. Go and find a place that has, that's a better situation for you for the time being. Would we love to have him home? Yes, we'd love to have him home. But he had to do what's best for him. Plus, people don't know... Luke's situation personally in the Bay Area, but we do. So because I know everything about his life, I understand why he's in Florida. Uh, seeing them together, it kind of sucks. You know, like seeing that they're doing their conditioning cardio together, that's fine. I mean, it sucks a bit, but it's nothing that's ever going to change Luke and I's relationship. Uh, but no, I would never put him in that situation because – He's building a relationship with his coaches and his teammates over there. So 
No, I would never want to put him uh, in that kind of situation where it would cause dissension amongst him and his new sure. uh, teammates uh, and friends. And, and also, you know, he's still got to come back to San Jose and train, too. You know, it's not like he's never going to train at AK. He's just working down there right now, which is great. And uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Habib had such a, a, an amazing win over uh, Barboza? And now uh, we're hearing the rumors now that uh, apparently it was announced in Boston that he and Ferguson are fighting in Brooklyn, uh, in, possibly uh, in April. Is that right? That's what I've heard, yeah. So uh, how are you feeling about that? And Khabib just looks unbeatable. No one's unbeatable, he, but he looks as unbeatable as you can look. He's good, man. He, You know, watching those scores on that fight card, 30-25, 30-24, Last time I've seen a scorecard like that was another guy from the American Kickboxing Academy. It was Kane beat Junior Dos Santos the second time. 50-43, 50-43, and 50-44 in a title fight. And uh, to me, he's just Kane reincarnated. He's nasty, man. And people aren't even seeing the true finished product of Khabib Nurmagomedov. This dude is still developing. He's still developing at 29 years old. Uh, and look at how he just dominates these dudes. He made Edson Barbosa look like he was just in over his head and out of his league, and there's really no one to uh, to beat him at 155. Tony Ferguson's a stud. Tony Ferguson is an absolute stud. But if Kevin Lee can have, and no disrespect to Kevin Lee, because it's a different type of fight style, but Kevin Lee had a lot of success against Tony. Uh, Khabib would do that, and it would continue to roll. And uh, if Chad Mendez can take Connor down and control him for almost two rounds. Man. Imagine being stuck under Khabib like that. You know, Matt did make the same good point you just made uh, about Ferguson and Kevin Lee and, and what Khabib would do if he could do that. So that, and By the way, I saw a fun interview you did with Khabib where he wanted to know the questions and you wouldn't tell him. I kind of like your integrity as an interviewer. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't give it to him. You can't give it to him. They got It has to be real. Now, you guys are good together. I like your relationship. You're funny. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you he's a be. great guy. You're a great, you're a, you're a great color guy and a great announcer. Is there a point where, like, you know, you've been fighting for a long time and training is so brutal? Is there a point where you go, like, what am I doing? Like, I know you love to compete, <laughs> but you're so good on the other side of it. Is there a point where you're like, hey, I know I got this nice gig, like like Dominic Cruz, I got this great thing to kind of step into. You can wear a suit and fly first class and not get kicked. I mean, there's got to be tempting. You know, I just have always known when I would be done with this, right? So I started when I was about to turn 31. And I knew I'd be done by 40. So if that's the case, I can work for another year. Yeah. I enjoy it. I love it. I can work for a year. That TV stuff's going to be there forever. So uh, it is fun. Like right now, I would be here. I would be in Boston. But instead of working out or talking at Ultimate Media Day, I'd be on the other side with the microphone like, hey, can I get some stuff for UFC tonight? And also eating all day long. <laughs> right now, I'm sorry. But uh, – you know, so yeah, it, it's tempting, but I love to compete. I, I've always had a, a goal in, in knowing that the end date was going to be 40 years old, and as I approach that, I know that I have a good hard year left in me. Good, good. And what do you think, before we let you go, DC, the, the main event a lot of people are talking about, Stipe is the underdog against Nganu. And, and again, you look at a guy like Nganu, who I, I don't know how well he could take uh, a couple of rounds of Stipe battering him, but we've all seen what he can do with one punch. And it reminds me of, of, of Anthony Johnson in, in kind of that way. But you prove that there is somebody who can take an Anthony Johnson punch. So what do you think about that, the, uh, the main event? It's a great fight. You know, I think we've kind of, because of all the power and the toughness that Francis has shown, 
people fall in love with that. People fall in love with that ability to finish a fight with, with, a, with a knockout, and it's so fun, and it's so exciting. But the reality is, you're looking at a guy, Stephen Mewch, that's done the same thing. Yep. He's knocked out four guys in the row himself, and all world champions. He knocked out Verdum to win the belt, knocked out Overeem to defend the belt, knocked out Jesus Santos to defend the belt, and also beat the brakes out of Mark Hunt in the process before, too. So both of these guys are very powerful guys. Look, I don't generally go and watch fights after my fight is done if I'm not fighting in the main event. Right. But I'm telling you, on this one, on this one, I'm definitely going. I'm telling Dana, save me a seat next to the octagon. I'm coming sit right next to you so that I can watch these two dudes go to war. What when you fight a guy, like when you fight a guy who everyone I mean, there is just something base and human about like you just said, knock a guy who can knock you out raw power. There is something people just love about that. When you're preparing for a guy like that, like you did against Anthony Johnson, what do you and, and again, like you have to against a guy like Uzdemir, who who's people are just talking about the raw punching power. I mean, that's not nearly as uncomfortable for you guys as it is for us watching. Your strategy has got to no. be just to, I guess, uh, you know, close the distance, keep up against the, the, the fence. I mean, what is exactly your 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 idea? of what uh, Stipe would do to prevent that from landing on him? You know, I actually think that the plan is to get close. You know, get close, clinch, but uh, you got to change levels. You got to be on his legs, I believe, because Overeem was in the clinch with Francis, and Francis just moved him around like he had no ability getting him in there. So I don't know if he could just clinch Francis right. in an upper body situation and just hold him. You got to maybe get on his legs and start to try to trick him into getting lost. You know, you got to trick him with takedown defense you got to switch up your takedowns try to make him do things that he has to that has to register in his mind before he actually defends it in the striking he can do that but in the clinch 50 50 he's strong enough to hold you there yeah but when you're playing on his legs right you're moving him around holding his leg snapping his head down doing all this other stuff he has to think where do my hands go here to defend this because four years ago francis hadn't wrestled he wanted to become a boxer so he's got to really trick him into trying to get him onto the ground. Yep. Okay. Thanks, DC. Listen, gr- good luck. Uh, we love you. Uh, you're one of my favorite uh, fighters and people in MMA. So I, I-, I hope you, uh, I'm-, I'm pulling for you in, in this uh, co-main event here against uh, Volkan Uzdemir. And uh, thanks for coming on. You're always so great with us. All the best, champ. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate All right. it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, DC. Yep. Champ. How does anybody right, not yeah. like Cormier? Like, I, I don't, there's people that don't like him. How does anybody not like that guy? It's ridiculous. He's, well, I, he's one of the best. I think at the time, people just liked Jones. I am not okay to pick Jones like, or like Jones. I just Jones, think but... it was like, you know, Coca Pepsi type of thing. What? Maybe. Like, you like, no, I don't like these. Yeah, I like Jones. That's, how, that's what they would be like. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. 
To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 33. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Hey, you know what, guys? We have uh, Brian Hayes, who's the creative director this. for UFC 3, calling right now. I'm, uh, now, he, you know, he made this video game? He's the creative director. Yeah, he's on the phone right now. Yep, this is me. Okay, buddy. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? Doing very good. Now, Matt got the game. I don't have a, a, a thing to play it on. I actually got the game last night. It came a little bit late. Did you get the game, Matt? I received it, but I am yet... To play it, unfortunately. I just got it yesterday when I got home late. But, uh, hey, I am a gamer, buddy. I really am, and I'm excited to play it. That's good. Now, very important, because our our listeners want to know, am I in the game? (laughs) Uh, You are featured in the game, but you're not featured as a fighter. That's fine. I'm not fighting anymore anyway. What is he featured as? (laughs) Uh, So there's a, there's a, a sequence in career mode where the uh, sort of looking for a fight uh, series um, uh. comes into play early in your career. Uh, and then so since uh, Matt features heavily on that uh, program, uh, he shows up in the game. So if I want to go home today and find me as soon as possible, don't get me wrong, I wanna, I, I'm down for the gameplay. I can't wait. I, but, but I want to find me on that thing and make sure you guys didn't make me too digitally like fat. <laughs> this thing you know so i want to make sure i want to see what i look like on this damn thing and i want to see that so if i want to do i go to korea mode yep and that's it and then next thing you know uh, i'll pop up go somewhere 
Yeah, give me. So you can go to career mode. You can create a you can create a fighter uh, that looks like anything you want. Uh, very uh, robust creative fighter tools in there, or you can pick an existing UFC fighter and kind of restart their career from scratch. And then you'll start off in the minor leagues. And once you've had a few fights there, uh, the looking for a fight um, ah. opportunity comes up. So, well, how long did it take you to develop this game from start to finish? Uh, well, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, to a certain extent, uh, it's taken us, you know, the full. Uh, whatever six years ever since we signed the the deal uh, with the UFC because like we're always building on uh, the work we've done previously kind of thing but this game in particular um, you know UFC 2 came out uh, 21 months before UFC 3 so um, generally you know basically about 21 months that that doesn't mean that we had the full team for that entire duration sure. uh, very often members from our development team go to help out like FIFA for a little bit or NHL for a little bit or NBA for a little bit um, while we sort of circle the wagons and get our concept straight for the next version of UFC but uh, yeah it's been 21 months in between uh, releases of the UFC game now compared to UFC number two what is what is the difference now is there any major differences I listen it's the, uh, first of all you already said some with the career mode. You have to looking for a fight showing up. That alone is a reason to get this new one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Matt huh? Sarah being right. in the game is reason enough. Yes, but is there any other thing with like I don't know the controls or any other differences that guys should uh, be looking forward to? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say. Um, the, the differences in gameplay, and there are some control differences as well that sort of go hand-in-hand hand with some of the new uh, animation technology we've implemented for the game this year. But the basically, the, the entire stand-up striking gameplay experience in UFC 3 is com it's completely different from, from either of its predecessors. Uh, it's, it's way uh, far, far, far more authentic, uh, far more engaging, far more exciting. Uh, than either of the previous two. Um, it, it does, you know, if, if you're an experienced UFC 2 player or UFC 1 player and, and you're used to those things and you're really good at it and you have a lot of muscle memory from playing those games, there might be a bit of a, you know, a learning curve as you get adjusted to the way the, the new game works. But uh, um, to this point, everything we've heard is that once people get the hang of it, uh, they're pretty blown away by the, the depth of the striking strategy that, that's coming out in UFC 3. But yeah, we completely, I mean, essentially all the work we did on UFC 1 and UFC 2 developing the striking stand-up gameplay, we tossed it all in the trash and we built it from scratch uh, on UFC 3 wow. with a new gameplay animation technology that we call Real Player Motion Tech. So um, yeah, like 5,000 new uh, stand-up striking locomotion you know animations in the game. Uh, did all new mocap with uh, over a dozen you know, uh, UFC fighters. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the the biggest difference this game for sure in this game this year for sure is uh, the stand up fighting experience. It's it's completely different from from any game that's come before it. And the the other aspects of the fighting, the the takedowns and the jujitsu. I am a jujitsu man, and I like yep. some arm locks and and triangles and whatnot in my UFC video games. So could you tell me anything about that? Is it similar to the 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 the, um, the previous games uh it is similar we we didn't overhaul that the same way that we overhauled the, the striking experience um but with our existing uh grappling uh gameplay controls and, and submission mini game that we had from ufc1 and ufc2 we've tweaked that we've made added some new positions some you know uh tra new transitions on, on the ground positions against the cage a lot of animation content that we've that we've added to um, beef up the the grappling, the entire sort of grappling uh, systems in the game. We've also done some tuning to the, the submission mini game and the way that works. Uh, and we're also one of the big focuses for us because not everybody out there is a 
um, as, as adept and uh, knowledgeable about, you know, the ground game and grappling and appreciates everything there. So we really focus on trying to improve some of the in-game tutorials uh, so that when the fight does go to the ground, um, people won't feel like they're uh, so much of a fish out of water sort of, th- sort of thing. And it comes out February 2nd is the release date. This is uh, UFC 3, which is people are just saying the, the graphics are amazing. It's being compared to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out accurate. Uh, I mean, for, for, for time, sure, yeah. For Isn't it amazing, time, yeah. though, how far it has come? Like, when you think of that and, like, what it is now, it literally, there have been times I've been tricked online where they'll, like, have a fight set up and it's, like, some weird fight, you know, John Jones versus Mighty Mouse. I'm like, when do they fight? And I'm like, oh, you asshole. It's a, it's, it's, it's a video game. It's amazing to me how realistic these guys look. Yeah, I mean, we, we do spend a lot of time, uh, obviously, just getting the graphics, the rendering, the lighting, and, and then the animation this year is really the big thing that I think pushes it a, a, a notch further. Um, the way the locomotion looks and the way the combinations sort of flow, um, it, it's just a, it's a completely different sort of ball game compared to what UFC 2 looked like. So that the, those instances where you have to do a double take to determine whether or not what you're looking at is a real fight or a video game uh, should be increased by just, just the quality of the way the fighters move inside the octagon this year. Now, Brian, uh, how much of a gamer are you? Because I see you're the creative director over at EA Sports. Were you a gamer first, or you just, this is something you kind of fell into? Uh, I mean, I was definitely a gamer first. Like, I, I think a lot of people from, you know, my generation when I was a kid, that's when, like, the Atari, you know, 2600 dropped. Uh, so, I, you know, I've been playing everything from, you know, little squares, uh, just, ah. you know, bouncing another little square across the screen on a you know, huge-ass CRT television um, encased in wood to now, you know, high-definition 4K TV screens and um, very deep, uh, hyper-realistic video games. So I've been playing in games, um, yeah, my entire life. As far as, I mean, I, I career-wise, I, I totally did stumble ass-backwards into this sort of career. <laughs> uh, started out as a, as a tester. Um, I've been a, I've been a, a big combat sports fan and, and boxing fan all my life. And so, um, as a tester, I was just one of the guys, um, because I, I would go to this boxing class that they, that they actually had at EA and I was the only person that would show up. So me and the trainer there would spar. And then so sometimes I'd be going back to my desk, like, like, you know, uh, with a bloody nose or like a, a big welt on my head. <laughs> and so when they were looking for junior designers for the fight night game way back in the day, they were like, Hey, why don't we get that guy that's always got the boxing gloves over his shoulder and, and is bleeding? He might know something about getting punched in the face, and I think I did. So, uh, yeah, that's how I got started. I, I really did um, fortuitously uh, stumble into this career, but it's it's been going absolutely. It's been a dream so far. So, yeah. Brian, what is consistently the hardest thing to capture or make look realistic? Like, is there one thing like me when I would draw when I was a little kid? The one thing I could never draw was hands. I could never draw anything else either, but I suck particularly more at hands. What is the hardest thing when you're trying to make a video game where it's realistic movement and realistic uh, motion? What is the hardest thing to do? Uh, you know that that changes as video games advance, right? As they start to become more and more realistic, um, it starts to become the more subtle things, little nuanced details about how a human being reacts to different things happening, you know, whether it's in the octagon, on the soccer field, on the football field, what, what have you. Um, you know, it, it used to be um, things like just, just creating the, the, you know, the, the basic movements, making them look realistic, right? But now, you know, our locomotion, our striking, all that stuff looks, you know, uh, weighty, responsive, um, very realistic. And now it's the things where, you know, where we really start to focus on these really minor details of like, okay, 
where is where is this fighter's eye like where where where's his uh you know his uh focus of attention you know inside the octagon is he, is he looking in the right place when he throws this strike is he making the right facial expression when you know his opponent is throwing a big you know like is he wincing is he bracing for impact right all those kinds of things which um are so subtle and take uh you know, a, a tremendous amount of attention to detail to to get them right. Um, you know, these are things that you know, big budget AAA you know uh, movies these days are are investing hundreds of millions of dollars in their CG to to get those to be believable. Um, and you know, obviously we we uh, we also have to worry about uh, making a compelling interactive experience as well. So those are starting to be more and more of the things that are going to be harder and harder um, to nail. Um, but yeah. It, 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 there's always going to be something. Um, once we once we solve one thing, the next thing will be the hardest thing to solve, and it, and it's always changing as technology advances. As you as we're talking to you, we are watching <sighs> some in-game like graphics. It's the trailer on the website. It's the website. it's staggering how good this is. Like it's it's like watching a real weigh-in, real press conference. The motion is like the slow motion is great. The fast motion uh, feels like it's real fast motion. This is tremendous, man. I mean, really, really amazing. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you feel that way. Really great. Is, now, is is uh, is uh, Francis Ngannou in this game? Yes. Yes. Can you mix and match weight classes? Uh, to a certain degree. So you can't go as far as um, having Mighty Mouse fight Francis. Sure. Um, but there are, you know, you can have light heavyweights fight heavyweights and middleweights fight welterweights, that kind of stuff. But if they're within one or two divisions of each other, um, up or down, there's there's ways you can match people up. But uh, um, yeah, there's no. Um, there's no going from one end of the spectrum all the way to the other. Well, this Brian, it's so good. It looks incredible. Um, unfortunately, I suck at video games, but I will try to play I'm this. Be playing it. Matt sure. will absolutely play it. But congratulations, man! Really, really well done. Just the trailer looks incredible. Oh, thank you very much. And it comes out on February the second. Uh, they are obviously expecting to sell a lot. UFC three EA Sports presents. And uh, thank you, Brian. Really, really uh, great job, man. You should feel good about this. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Okay, buddy. You too. Take care. I'm That's amazing to me, the facial expressions while they're fighting and, and, and the combinations being thrown and the motion of bodies. Can I, can I tell you? I, I mean, no, it has to do with this, Jimmy. Sure. It is, uh, you know, Vita Belfort was pushing for a <clears throat> Legends League. and Yes. I'm not pushing for that shit in real life, but can't you have a Legends League in the fucking video game? I, I want to see Matt fight. Oh. How about an unfiltered stop-in when they do the press tour? That'd be fun. How oh, about a special, fun. you you get to open up characters like in other video games, and then Jimmy fights. Oh, come on. No? I don't know. <laughs> Chip. No? You know how many people would love to see me get my teeth kicked I don't want to talk about Chip. Chip's got his own podcast. You can talk about him there. You know I'm how, sorry, Jimmy. Do you know how many people would be happy to see <laughs> me getting kicked in the face? Punch Chip right in his fucking face. But by the way, the fun thing about the game, I was slaying it last night because I got a copy of it. I played for like, you know, half hour last night. I got to talk to you about that too, but go ahead. Okay. I got a problem with that. Why? What's All right. Well, anyway, no, no, I was going to say, so I was that. playing as Frankie Edgar versus Max Holloway. And it, it's the obviously you can play it if you don't know a ton about the sport. You can just pick it up and play it. But knowing how Frankie fights and like what I think his um, you know strategy would be against Max, it's so you. I mean, it's unbelievable how that even plays into it. Where you're going for takedowns and ground and pound, you're kind of like pacing yourself. It's really an ama- It's kind of amazing how the now, game goes. Jimmy, he played for a half an hour. Now I asked him. I text. We texted back and forth yesterday. I told him I got the game, mm-hmm. but I can't play. I got to go to school. I got. I got people training for real combat, Jimmy. Right. They need me. They need my motivation. 
you know, and I got some insight. Yeah. You know, I talked to him, what to watch out for. But uh, so I go, I go, I go, I go, uh, Chris, the producer, I go, just let me know if you see me on there. Because, you know, he goes, I'll let you know, I think, was whatever. You know, I didn't get nothing back. So I'm sure I came in today and then he goes, oh, I, I played for only a half an hour. I didn't find. Did you really look? Did <laughs> well, you really? If my friend was in a video game, we're not friends. We just work together then. Mm, right? Uh, is that what it is? If my friend, if no. Chris the producer goes, look, I'm in the video game. I go, look, I'm going to fucking find Chris you. Chris isn't a video game. It's the Chris Hansen one. He's one of the guys that shows up for lemon cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right. Well, now, listen, you didn't want to find me. I, you know, I you did. A, I mean, you didn't I, look hard. I would have looked for you. I, I mean, it's just a nice thing to do. You yes. know, I was going to say, oh, then did I look chubby? We could have talked about it. It would have been good. No way you look chubby. It would have been good for the, I think they, if they gave me a double chin on this thing. No, they wouldn't. I believe they wouldn't I'll, dare. I'll, they better fuck they is it okay? Dare. Is it okay if I just read just our t quick, just what we texted about? Yeah. yeah go ahead, man. Don't so, let me say. It's not about replacing I don't think, me, I, I don't think I said anything weird. I, no, I texted, I texted Matt at like <laughs> four o'clock yesterday. I said, I just got the game. You should have it too. And he said, I got it. Can't try till later. If you do, please see if you find me in there in some kind of mode or for training or whatever. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. If not, I'll see later. That's what Matt said. Well, I'm trying to be <laughs> nice. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I didn't see later. What'd right. you write? I just wrote, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll see. You know, great. That's, wait, no, wait, wait. What'd you write? I cl well, I closed it. Oh, you closed it. Yeah. Okay, see, so, so, I mean, obviously, I didn't I said, I didn't okay, see awesome. Later. I'll see if I can find you in there later. Thanks. Here's what happened. Yeah. Chris put Matt on the pay no mind list. 110%. <laughs> and it's okay. Because we're talking about it anyway. You know what I mean? We could have talked. How did I look? Was I in? Did I have a... What was I talking about? Was it me? Was it my voice? Yeah, it's fair to know. Of course know. it is. Of course it is. But well, I want to know what's going on. Well, wait, can I... Did you do it? Like, did you go they in took to like, stuff do something? From yeah. the, you know, they took pictures of me and stuff. Sure. Okay. And I might have been bloated that day. I doubt it. I, you're a comedian, and that's not funny. Sure, you look good. That's I always think you're funny, but that's not funny. I'm not even joking. You, you're abusing your skinny power. You're fat shaming me. I'm not fat shaming you. Are. you. I hate my body right now. You hate your body. I you're do. picky. He gets up. He's like not even a pinch, but like a half of a pinch. A he's pinch. like, yeah, I'm so fat. You like? Listen, you, it has nothing to do with any kind of sexual stuff. But you, sometimes you like Thank a chick you. with that. I'm like a chick I'm with like, a lot listen, of things. <laughs> <laughs> you see me biting a pillow. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, we got a couple of questions for all the... Uh, oh, I'm going to listen to a podcast to help oh. me fall asleep, people. You struggling to get some shut-eye? I'm a very bad sleeper. Is Nganu not around to knock you out with an uppercut? That's how you want to go to sleep, with Francis Nganu's left uppercut. If you answered yes to either or both, you're in luck. Talk we have a great tip for how you can zonk out more easily. I need to hear this. Mattress Firm, America's oh. neighborhood mattress store, lets your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They are more than mattress experts. They get the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets Ooh. to headboards and bedroom oh. decor. They got you covered literally and figuratively. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now. As I read this sentence to you, and I'm telling you, as a host of this show, I'm going to do that because I've needed a new mattress for a long, long time. I've had my mattress for 14 years. Oh, really? And it's been great. It's a pillow top, king, wonderful, but I need a new one. 14 years. These guys even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. Again, go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleep could be monumentally improved. And if you're still awake, we're going to restart the podcast now, assuming that's cool with you. <laughs> little joke at the end. Mattress firm. 
I like that. I need a new mattress. Yeah. I really do. I've I made wish... love on mine quite a few times, Matt. You know what? The, know what's nice about you being so skinny? What? Is that you don't leave an imprint of a little fat guy in your bed. No, I certainly don't. <laughs> I did. Sometimes I can sleep on those. Uh, what are the ones that sink in? That's the, the one. Magic... That's what I, I can't have that no more. Oh, I, I, just never... got a, I just got a new one. I wish that we had. stupid magic fur. What's that foam? Ter- um, oh, fuck that stuff. Tempur-Pedic. I don't want to sink into my bed. It's probably all warm. Doesn't it get hot where you yes, sink in? Yes, that's what they say. Fuck that, that. And so now Just sweating I in your just own bed. literally I wish we heard I wish I wish Sleeping in putty I wish I heard a mattress firm I wish we had them as a sponsor last week I'm going to uh, I got a new bed I've needed a new bed for a long time I have a bed skirt I have a fucking teenage girl's bed I need new bed decor My bed blows yeah, Well Perfect. Fits. Yeah. It's not only your bed that blows. Listen to me. I gotta um, go to the bathroom. Do you? Oh. Bathroom break. That was a wonderful tinkle. You know, but we're just talking about doing our picks. Yes. Now we have Stepe Miocic or Miocic mm. calling in or Miocic or Mayo Cheek. We've asked him before, we always fuck it up. But we love Stepe. It's very, very hard for me to pick against Stepe because I like him as a person so much. I like him as a guy. He's like one of my favorite guys to interview. He's a really a, a, a lovely guy. You know, and Ngannou, everyone knows. I've been a big fan of Ngannou. Big. Since way back. I love him. I mean, I've loved him before he was popular. I love Ngannou. Yeah. Before it was cool to love him, you love him. Before it was cool to love him. Yes. Um, before, when we all thought his name was Gnu. Right. <laughs> but it's kind of hard to pick against Stipe Miocic. It's very, very hard. Because something tells me the fact that Stipe is the underdog the fact that everyone's talking about Francis's power, the fact it was almost like when Rumble fought DC. Everyone was talking about this knockout power. Every, and what did Rumble do? He fucking smothered him and threw him down. Now, again, Francis, I think impossible to smother. I, I don't think if Overeem couldn't do it, I, I, Stipe may have a little more. What's the weight difference between these two? Because Overeem was outweighed by a lot. Um, I mean, and God is listed as 250 and Stipe is listed at 240. I would assume that that is probably pretty accurate for Stipe. I think Ngannou probably weighs more than more than I already had to cut to get down to what was it, 265? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's going to be hard to hold up. Stipe will have a speed advantage. Are we making our pick right now? I mean, we're just talking about it. I think Stipe no, can throw well. combinations. Let's start with it. I'm going to go. I'm going to be crazy. And I'm going to pick Stipe for a second round knockout. Wow. Okay. And it's not to knock Nganu. I love Francis Nganu. But because everyone is looking at Nganu going, he's going to knock Stipe out, there's something bothering me about that. And it's like, you can't look past Stipe Mitch. You can't. No. And he could be, I mean, he will be the record holder for three defenses if he wins this. Fight. Yeah, man. And, and he, he, he has been destroying people. Um, again, if Francis gets a hold of him, can Francis knock him out in the first? Absolutely. Yeah. If Francis lands an uppercut or lands a straight punch, he can. But something tells me he's going to have a harder time hitting Stipe. Uh, you know, the champ, DC, made some good points, and he's saying everybody's talking about Francis putting people away. What about the champ? Yes. What about Stipe? He's been putting people away, too. Uh, and I believe, you know, and he's, and he's been putting away former champions. I mean, you know, I, I, I just feel that experience. I feel that, that Francis is going to look to just... Not, I don't think he's going to respect him enough. I think he's going to go in there feeling like a superhero, and he's going to look to put put Stipe away. And I think Stipe's going to counter. And I say he's going to Stipe by knockout first round. You know, I don't know if he won't. Here's why I don't know if he won't respect him enough. It, he comes from again. One thing about Francis' story is so interesting: being homeless and fighting his way up. Like this guy comes from nothing. And it's fighting his way into this amazing world. Like those guys are dangerous because they're very, very hungry, yeah. and they see every guy as a fucking obstacle to their dream and to their family's life. Yeah. Like I don't know if he'll take Stipe lightly. Stipe is the champ, 
Um, I think he'll respect him, but he may be in that thing where he doesn't think anybody can knock him out. I'm not right. saying take him lightly, like not train properly. Yeah. I'm saying not respect his pe- like believe in, he's believing in himself so much that he's going to go out there, try to impose his will, and try to take Stipe out, just like he did to Overeem. He went in there and fucking threw some hands, and it landed. Dude, when he had Overeem up against the cage, that was, you could see in Overeem's face, he was not, he was not, when, I, I told you when in, in the weigh-ins, when, when, when Francis put his arms up, it was such a weird thing to do to show how big he was, and Overeem looked uncomfortable, and I've never seen him look uncomfortable. I wonder Ever. if he does that. His nickname is the the Predator, right? Yeah. You ever see the Predator in the movie when the big he puts his arms out like when he's fighting Arnold? I don't know if he's doing it for that, but holy fuck! Well, the reach it advantage looked like a monster movie. Does he have two inches uh, reach over uh, Stipe? Puts his arms out. Yeah, he's he got does. three. He's a, Francis has an eighty-three inch reach. Stipe is an eighty inch. And Stipe reach. had a reach advantage over most of the guys he has just fought. Am I correct? I and mean, that's a lot of research to do real quick. But over Mark Hunt, I believe he did. Uh, I think he did over JDS. I'm pretty sure he had a couple of inches against uh, Verdum. Was it a, 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 an inch or two over for Reese Overdoom? I'm trying to look. Sorry, my computer's been... That's okay. It's, it's, I should have asked you in advance no, for this. Right. But that does make a difference. When guys are throwing this hard um, and closing the distance, you know, if you, if you can close the distance, you can get up, uh, you know, it can be the difference between life and death, one inch. I think a three-inch reach advantage is a big advantage for Francis. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, for my pick, I, I love Stipe. I get what you guys are saying completely. I think, I think there is a way to beat Francis. Francis's power to me is just something that is very hard to deal with. I'm taking Francis with the first round knockout because if it doesn't happen in the first round, then I think Stipe's really has, has the chance to win that fight. Yeah. Well, I wonder what Stipe thinks of Chris the producer. Well, don't no, it's, but, but it's not a crazy pick. <laughs> don't almost, do what Chris the producer. I almost, I almost picked Francis too. But the thing is that Stipe is wrestling and Stipe can take him to the ground. I don't think Stipe is dumb enough to just stand there and trade punches. I do think that he's going to, like like Cormier said, he's going to try to switch levels. I do think he's going to try to grab his legs and take him down. I also think Stipe can kick. I think Stipe is going to come out and kick a little bit, uh, which is good. Then again, what do I know? I thought that's what fucking Alistair was going to do, right. was use that leg advantage or maybe try to clinch and throw those knees. Or maybe he wanted to do that and just couldn't do it because Francis was so strong. Right. Well, now Stipe has an advantage because we've seen Francis fight these higher level guys. And so he, he's getting a little bit of tape on him. He can kind of watch how what Francis's tendencies are. It's not impossible. I don't think it's in any way impossible for Stipe to win. I just think Francis is going to win. But Hey, Jimmy. What's up? You know, if I seen Christopher Dusa out like at a bar or something and he's like having a drink, and I know he's, in, he's a newlywed. If he's with like at a... And there's another girl there or something. I, I wouldn't even look that way because it could be a friend, it could be a cousin, could no be a one's sister. Be, no one's business. But yeah, that's, that's, called, that's, called, that's called bro code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm throwing him under the bus with fucking. This has nothing to do with anything. What? Stipe's like the nicest guy, too. He is the nicest guy, you fucking prick. (laughs) I know. Fucking first Um, count KO. Verdum had a 77 inch reach. So Stipe did have a three inch reach. I thought so. And having on Hunt, I'm sure a smaller guy. What about JDS? Uh, He's in that that whole, uh, you know, 76 inch, maybe. Do you know what I think of reach? Do you think, you know what I think of reach being a guy 5'6? That laid some people out. Absolutely, seventy-seven also for JDS. okay. But it, but I think when when a guy who hits as hard as Stipe does, or a guy who hits, and again anyone can knock you out in a division. But guys who are hitting that hard, mm. I, I think it's harder to take a couple of shots on your way in. Mm. Yeah. By the way, Mark Hunt has a seventy-four inch reach, which is so crazy. That he's I fighting mean, all these animals. He's, six su- he's inches, such so. a little bull, though. He yeah. literally just get because and he can take a punch. I would love to see uh, Ngannou Hunt. Well, that would be a fun fight to watch. Even though I think Ngannou would beat him at this point, because you know Hunt's taking a few shots. Right. When you're trying 
to really hurt somebody, you put yourself out there to be hurt. Yes, you do. So he will try to hurt Stipe because <coughs> so far you don't see Francis stepping backwards too much. You no, you don't. No, you don't. Stipe, look what he look, he is. It me or did he knock out Verdum going backwards? going backwards? He yeah. did. Huh? But again, does Verdum have the? I mean, again, we don't know what Francis's chin is like either. That's well, a, this we, is a real test, right? He has not been tested. Yeah. His chin has not been tested by a guy like Stipe. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be. And uh, Stipe, I feel, stays the course. He doesn't get carried away with being the heavyweight champ. You see him on Embedded working the snowblower? Dude, he's too... Oh, that guy don't care. He's funny, first of all. He's Hanging really... up on his wife, him and his buddies. He's <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the it, if he wasn't, like, literally the, the baddest man on the planet, as everybody's saying, he's just an average he's guy. Your, he he's, just... he's your neighbor, Stipe. Yeah. Hey, it is Stipe. <laughs> What's up, Stipe? Yeah, he's a, but he's a big boy. He's a down-to-earth yeah. dude. And uh, he's gonna come in chewing on that fucking mouthpiece. Problem is though, do you Watch. think the weight advantage is that that was that it was a big advantage? I'd love to know what the Overeem uh, Miocic was. Uh, Overeem uh, Ngannou weight advantage was. Listen, Overeem probably. I don't know. He came in fairly light, I think. Overeem, but the, uh, or am I an idiot? Maybe oh. he didn't come in fairly light. Two thirty four to two sixty something. I think Overeem weighed more than that. Uh, you might be right. I remember. Uh, I'll kiss you either way. I'm remembering one fight. That uh, Stipe had his, his Stipe went out. Yes, with one fight, did he get? Did he get knocked out? Uh, JDS was a decision, I think. Right, Stefan threw in the second round, I think. Yeah. How long ago was that? And um, that's got to be four years ago. Well, least, they, hey man, you got to. I'm years. looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Four years ago, Francis wasn't even training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this the, that experience, and he hasn't been stopped since. Longer. It was 2012. Come on, so, Jimmy. 2012. We gotta yeah. let we gotta get sleep. Let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. Jimmy. Oh, well, I, you're not it, wrong. I heard it somewhere. No, you're not wrong. It's an you old know? expression. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's do some picks. All yeah. right. So we're picking. I'm picking Stipe first round KO. Uh, he's doing uh, Chris second Caduceus. round. Yeah, I'm doing second round Stipe knockout because yeah. again, I just think his experience and the fact is, is much. He's fought guys who hit hard enough to knock you out yeah. immediately. I don't think Stipe has had a guy who is as ferocious or as fast as Stipe. No. And I do think Stipe will try to put him down on the ground. Yeah, well, listen. I, listen, I am a little biased, too, because Stipe's been I, It's very place. hard to it's, pick it's, against him. But it's hard to pick against Ngannou for me, too, because I like him so much. You love Francis. I do. I, and I'm a, I'm a big fan, too. Yeah. And I'm a bigger fan every time I see the guy out there, and he seems so humble and happy to be where he's at. And, he and Chris, what it. are you taking? Is Stipe knocked out before he gets in the ring? <laughs> Uh, just to answer your question from before, Francis weighed in at 262 against Overeem. Overeem weighed 247. Okay, so 15 think, pounds. Okay. Yeah, so I would think Stipe's, I'm just guessing, probably weighs a little bit less than Overeem would be. Okay, about a 15-pound difference. Yeah. Go, uh, let's go ahead. Let's go through some stuff now. Come on. Okay, so we all got our picks for the uh, heavyweight division. Yeah, I got to call Stipe in a minute, but we can pick another fight. All right, let's do want to go back and just go down. DC, yeah, why don't we do DC? DC versus uh, Vulcan? Yeah. I'm going by DC. I'm going to go by Mm, interesting. I'm going to take... Uh, what are you picking? I'm going to take Cormier because Cormier is just too smart and I think Cormier just will again out. avoid that big shot and keep him up against the fence the same way he did against Rumble and smother him. Okay. I think Cormier is wrestling. Okay. How do you think... You think it's going to go the distance? Or? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, it could. Um... Has Usman gone the distance a lot? Like, he's knocked so many guys out so fucking quickly. His last two fights were 47 seconds total. Yeah, he's I had a few decisions. Um, but yeah, his last... I mean, he's been in the octagon for like two minutes. The last two When's the last time Cormier had a submission? 
uh, he's tapped Rumble Johnson before the John Jones fight. That's right. Okay. Yes, yeah. but it's yeah, that's Rumble it. retired that's right it. after that. Yeah, but yeah. Rumble he Rumble is is kind of known for first of all being you know one of the hardest hitting, right. most brutal strikers there was in the UFC. But if shit doesn't go his way. He'll be like, all right, you got me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, he's not exactly Holly home fighting out of that fucking thing. I say, uh, <laughs> you know I, mean, I say, I say, Cormier, uh, third round submission. I have the same thing. I think actually. DC third round submission. You know what? I I think this uh, Vulcan's training hard. He's training hard. He's gonna Uh-oh. try to fucking neck pinch him. I'm like, he's gonna. I believe it will go the distance. I believe he's gonna. He's gonna, you know. Wow, you do. Like, okay. He's gonna. I think he's gonna last. Okay. I think, but I think uh, DC's gonna beat him. Okay, All DC right. by decision. Yes. There you go. Um, uh, Calvin Cater uh, or is it Cater against yeah. uh, Shane Burgos? I am not as familiar with Calvin, so I'm gonna go with Shane. Okay. I'm going with Shane also. Um, I'm gonna go Shane by decision. Okay. Uh, Jim, what do you think? I'm not wanting a night of second round TKO. Ooh. Okay, um, I actually am taking uh, Calvin Cater. He's known as the Boston Finisher. That's his nickname. This okay. is in Boston. I'm taking him uh, by decision. Ooh, okay, go. yeah, well, that's the same thing you said about Michael Johnson in St. Louis. We saw what happened to him. <laughs> uh, no, I had Darren Elkins. How dare you? You had, you had, uh, you had Michael Johnson. Yeah. Who? Jimmy did. Jimmy did. Yeah. yeah. I did have Michael Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Hometown Jimmy boy, I thought you know. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Jimmy didn't fare that great with that. <laughs> Um, all right, why don't we? I'm gonna call Steve, and then we get we have two more picks. But let me let me get Steve. All right, phone here. Hey, before you do that, take my phone and just charge a little more. I gotta get you know I gotta go. Uh, I gotta travel back to Strong Island okay. after this. And by the way, back to that DC phone call. Who was he arguing with? A wrestler? What the fuck were we talking about? Oh, professional wrestler. Oh, you well, know, who WWE. was the wrestler? Anybody we know? Uh, I forget his name. All right. It's the, it's the Young Bucks, but but he was talking oh. to Phil Baroni also, who's Why? gotten into pr- he's uh, doing pro wrestling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh well, I thought he's friends with friends with Phil Baroni. Whatever. I don't tell you that I don't really care. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just say it. It's it's not, I, not the fake wrestling. John sports. Volante against uh, Francis Barbarossa. I'm going, I'm going with Gian Volante because that's my, that's that's you my guy. To. You have to, you know. And I'm going to say by second round KO. I'm gonna go by decision. No, that's your. That's your. That's it's your my business. It's your business. Second round KO. Volante's gonna find it. He's gonna find that chin. Come on, Volante, make us proud. <coughs> I wonder, I, I, Volante's such a good dude, man. What's he doing over there? Does he know we're on a show? <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't believe he's picking against Steve. Well, it's a, you know, it's I understand too, man. I mean, it's hard to you pick against Francis in this. He's, he's looks so fucking devastating. He looks yeah. better every fight. We have Stipe on the phone? Yep. Hey, buddy. It's uh, Jim and Matt and Chris, the producer. How are you, buddy? What up, champ? Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Um, we didn't wake you up, I hope. No, no, you're good. Oh, okay. Now, this, again, we've asked you this before, but we're idiots, so we're going to have to ask again um, because now John Anik is us all fucked up. We've been saying Stipe Miocic. Uh, now he's saying it's Miocic. Can you please just correct us? Mietich. Mietich. Okay, John Anik, once again, right. Once again, we are idiots. How, now, how are you feeling going into this fight? Uh, this would be your third. Again, no one's ever defended the heavyweight title uh, more than twice, I guess, because it's such a, 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 a division of killers. So, does that go into your thinking at all? No, man, I was going to go do what I do. You know, I've, I've done this countless times. I mean, I got a you know, good opponent. He's tough. So I comes in hard. But, you know, I have a great coach and teammates, and they'll be ready. But does the extra hype behind Francis, does that motivate you even more? No, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I mean it's, 
the new thing. You know, everyone's like, oh, I got to hit so hard, and which is fine. You know, it's awesome. You know, but I hit hard too. Damn right you do, champ. And we were just talking to DC, uh, and he was even saying he's like, people are talking about Francis putting people away. But, you know, what about the respect for the champ? I mean, you're, you're, Stipe, you're, you're putting guys away, too. So why is it? Why is Francis getting all this hype? Is it just because, I mean, first of all, he is a monster, but is, is it the is it the look of him, too? And Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, listen, he deserves it. You know, he's a tough guy. He always goes hard. Um, but I don't really care if I don't get the hype behind me. I put some of the champ. There's a reason I'm champ. I'm a state champ. Hey, and Stipe, this is a little, this is off topic, but I was watching the Embedded and first of all, I think you're hysterical. Your wife, you, you and your relationship with your wife is, is fucking funny. But uh, also, those snowblowers, I just my I got my wife was ordering one, and she screwed up. She canceled the, tried to cancel the order. She, she got two of them now because she the, the order went through. But anyway, are they hard to use? Because it looks like you were having a little trouble. I got it now. I, I got the hang of it. My my uh, the shoot. I was on hard time with the shoot because my. Uh... My thumb kept getting jammed up. I, was, I got fat hands, you know, so like I would move my hand a little bit because I got hand warmers on it, and I keep hitting the shoot, and it shoots the other way. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure that thing out, man, because my little back can't handle this shit anymore, you know? And I got old neighbors. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the fight. Yeah, I mean, one, 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 there's obviously an advantage is you fought guys at a much higher level for a much longer period of time than he has. Do you think that he's been tested? I mean, Overeem was a big test for him, but do you think that Ngannou has been tested, uh, ba- I guess battle-tested, in order you know, to deal with a guy like you? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I mean, we'll find out Saturday, but I'm, I'm definitely going to test him. And listen, man, I'm, like I said, man, he, he's coming for the belt, but unfortunately he's not going to get it. You know, as long as I'm here, no one's getting the belt. Now, the one thing is, too, you had a big, you had a three-inch reach advantage over, um, over, um, oh my God, uh, Fabricio Verdum. And he has a three-inch reach advantage over you. So does that go into your uh, your thinking at all? Like, uh, you know, how, how how do you close the distance on this guy? No, not really. I mean, he doesn't really use his reach that well. You know, I mean, he doesn't, like, keep it short like a boxer does. You know, he's, he's kind of squared up a little bit. So, I mean, it, it kind of nullifies that. And when you looked at the Overeem fight, we had Overeem in. And, you know, Overeem is so good with his, with his legs, and he's so good in the clinch with his knees. And he seemed like when he put Ngannou up against the cage, he was, I think, at that moment, realized how strong this guy is. When you watched that fight, were you surprised at the strategy he took and kind of left himself open for that left hook? Wapakut, excuse me. Yeah, definitely. I think so, too. I mean, you know, he, I think, uh, you know, he just took himself out of the element and was trying to do something that, you know, wasn't there, and then he got caught. Are you happy that your that our buddy Gian Vellante is on the card with you? Does it make it oh, the yeah. week go a little easier with that that guy around? Yeah, for sure. Oh, he's still a diva, but yeah, it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you okay? okay good. No, no, I was just gonna ask because I know he's. I can relate a lot with Steve A because he's a, he's a gamer like myself. Now you're still playing Call of Duty. What are you playing lately? Call of Duty World War Two. Can I just tell you really quick, Stipe, that uh, I got the virtual reality. It's called the Vive, HTC Vive. And uh, you like Call of Duty. There's some games on there, Onward. There's another game, Standout. Dude, it is like that, but in virtual reality. If you're a gamer, you have to try that shit, man. Next time you're in Long Island, you're going to have to stop by my house and try that shit. Yeah, what system? It's Vive, V-I-V-E. And it's uh, okay, HTC. Yeah, Google, um, throw that shit in YouTube and and check that thing out, but it's not going to do it justice until you try it. There was actually a clip of Khabib, you got to find this afterwards, playing the fucking Vive. So much fun, dude, because I know you're a gamer, dude, and you'd love it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely check it out to the fight. 
And do you? And, and uh, is it okay to ask you where you're at uh, weight wise at this point? Obviously, you're not cutting. Yeah, I'm like two forty, two forty five in that area. And what do you what are you expecting to walk in at? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to go up a little bit? Yeah, nothing's going to change. I'm, I'm always walking around that weight, even during camp or at camp. Okay, so he'll he you know I think against uh, uh, Overeem he walked in at two sixty two to two forty seven. So it'd be about the same fifteen to seventeen pound uh, difference. Does that matter to you at all? No, it's all good, man. Like you know, more muscle is not good for you. Okay, um, yeah, I guess so. I guess it gasses you a little bit if you don't use it right. Exactly. I mean, I don't care. I mean, if someone's got their big, they 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 don't use it. They they'll lose it quick, and there's a lot of for the muscles. Steve, I noticed you look more and more comfortable walking today. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But you're just chewing your mouthpiece. You're walking in. You've always looked pretty comfortable. But being the champ, putting the people away, defending your belt, is your, your confidence just seem, must be at an all-time high right now. Is that is that fair to say? Oh, it definitely is. You know, it's just the, the reason is I'm the best coach in the world. You know, I just we walk in with a great game plan, and you know, we execute it. Does it annoy you that they have favored him? And, like, I think as the champ, you deserve more respect than that. No, listen, I'm used to it. I've been on a job before many of times, and actually a lot of my fights, so it's nothing nothing new to me. <laughs> it's not. I, I'll tell you, I think it doesn't, at this point, where your head's at, it doesn't, does it matter who they put in front of you, or do you even give a shit? I don't really care, honestly. I just, I love what I do, and, you know, I'm going to go out there and have fun. How that. has your life changed being the champ? I mean, you're the two-time champion. How has your life changed? You know, I've just been real busy. Like, you know, just more uh, things to do, um, more tasks. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, I have a great wife and a great family at home, so nothing wrong with that. I don't mind it being busy. So it hasn't, hasn't changed that much, just a little bit more press and some more money? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's busier, yeah, that's all. Well, you guys are the main event uh, in Boston, uh, Steve. You are seventeen and two, and uh, they they rank you seventh on the uh, UFC pound for pound. But I I would put you higher than that. I wouldn't have GSP in that list anymore, and a few other guys. But uh, look, man, uh, you know we we did our picks. Oh, uh, and listen, two out of three of us in this in this room are picking you, buddy. For me Thank and Jimmy you. are picking you. I, our producer, I don't. I can't speak for that fucking guy. Well, you got to come in here next time and have a talk with him. But I not... look. I, I love Ngannou too. I'm a fan of Ngannou, but I really do think that your experience. Uh, I, I just think that you're not going to stand there and just let this guy hit you. I, I think that your experience is what's going to wind up uh, winning this fight for you. Fuck yeah! Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for support. <laughs> of course, yes. And Chris, the producer, you can address him when you get here. Yeah, sure, Chris. Chris, what's uh, your I'll pick? Punch him in the stomach by him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legit threat because he's not saying I'll punch you in the face. I'm going to punch you in the stomach where there's no marks. That's smart. Yeah. Good luck, Steve. Man, I, I am. I. Listen, whatever happens in the fight happens, but you're a great champ and a good luck on Saturday yeah. night, man. Well, Pat, I'm not good enough. You won't pick me. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'll change my pick right no! now. Oh, you're like an Indian giver. You can't do that. All That's right. right. Can't do fucking. That's right. Fucking... <laughs> All good, man. No worries. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's hard to root against Francis because of of, of uh, his story. But we've interviewed you and we've talked to you. So I dislike you more than I like most guys of the UFC, and I really do think you can win this fight. So I have you picked for a second round knockout. Mac has you picked uh, first round knockout. But second round, uh, you know, first round maybe a couple of guys showing some respect. Sometimes these fights where everybody is expecting all of a sudden an explosion, guys show each other a little bit of respect. And, and, well, that's and why kind of, we're excited to watch. Yes. I can't wait. Oh, I'm yes. excited. Where would you, Steve? Hey. 
Thanks, guys. Good I luck, buddy. Good luck, buddy. We uh, we're huge fans. You know that, and uh, we love you when you come on, and we love you when you fight. And uh, I think people are looking past you, and that's a terrible mistake. So uh, good luck on uh, Saturday. Okay. Good luck, champ. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. You have a great day. All right, buddy. You, you too. Brother. Take care. Yeah, Steve I really is, think he, that he's just a like a he's, he just will always seem just like a blue collar type dude. Yeah. You see him on the embedded. He's, uh, <laughs> God damn it. We had to throw your ass in there. The best is this guy. <laughs> I'll change my pick right now. <laughs> I'll change it. I'll change I will. It. I'll change it. Holy. If it was Mighty Mouse, he'd be like, hey, let me think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Heavyweight champ wants to belt you in the stomach. Well, that's the problem. I mean, Stipe couldn't be a nicer guy. It's know, like, man. you know, it's like you're not rooting against him. I just, uh, you, I you never know. I almost picked you're the, not honestly, rooting dude. against them, but you'll be thinking of your picks. If I had never. If Francis had him wobbled in the fucking round you picked, you're going to be like, Dude, if 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 I hadn't interviewed Stipe and like him as much, I may have picked Ngannou too. Yeah. Maybe I'm betting with my heart, but I really do think oh, yeah. he can win this fight. I, I do f- too. First round, I do see them staying away from each other a little bit, and uh, a lot of these fights, the first round, they're feeling each other out. They know they got a five round championship fight. The biggest fight for Ngannou. This is uh, probably the biggest fight for Stipe to date. Yeah. But well, that is the thing, right? I mean, th- this could wear on Ngannou. I mean, he could come out, burn himself out in the first round, and then it's Stipe's fight. You know? There's Maybe. also punches that you could take in the fucking fourth round that you're not taking in the first round. Right. Because you're not used to getting touched yet. You know what I mean? Like, you got to warm up to that. And with the way these guys throw, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. You don't see it going hey, very long. Hey, well, listen, it could. Hey, listen, I've been I've been wrong many times. How many fights have we seen go the distance that we think going to be a first round knockout, and you're like they're both standing there at the end? I'm like, I can't fucking right. believe this went the distance. Yeah, like those Kane JDS fights that go fourth. And I brought up the video games because I know he is a major. He loves that that Call of Duty stuff, and I was right there with him until I found that Five. virtual reality. Oh God, I love it so much. Get the. I want to show you the show. Can Look you- it up. It was on. I think it's on his Instagram. Of Habib playing, um, I believe it's Vive. I think he was playing Gorn. I'm not sure, which is a fighting type game in an arena because you see him throwing punches and shit. I saw it quick, but it is cool. Let me see. Let me see. What are you looking at? This is Instagram. I don't see it. Well, let's see. Hold on. What the hell? Where was it him? Did I see him playing the fucking Vive? No, nah, it was the other day. You would have seen it already, I think. All right, let me see. Come on, man. This is exciting. This is I talk about this shit a lot. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Yeah, you do. I mean, and you and you're very uh you know, you're very passionate, Matt. Well, Jimmy, let me tell you. I do enjoy a good video game. Well, especially the I mean, it's just fun. We don't it's do a lot of fish and fun. We don't do a lot of politics on this show because we don't really care. At least on this show, are you getting into politics? But, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Adult film star Stormy Daniels is alleging she slept with President Trump, and I'm gonna say, regardless of what you think of Trump, if that's true, that doesn't hurt my image of him. That's, I'm not gonna dislike any saying, president she, for fucking a porn star. I just wanted say, to say that for the record. She's saying that she. Uh, Listen, I don't, I don't know if it's know. true. All that stuff's weird. Look at J- JFK. They know he's a, he's a oh, hero. My, dude, absolutely. Guy was, look at him back in the day. Dude, I don't know. Life like me. What happened? I'm not finding it. Let me see. Why can't you? You you, you look for it? Yeah, I looked for it. Great, Chris, the <laughs> producer. I'm still shaking. Now Stipe's going to kill me. Chris and, was very you know, funny before. I've never seen anybody. Mofo. But I would have too. Well, I feel I feel bad. You know what nah, I mean? You, like, can. you know, did you ever see When We Were Kings with Ali and Foreman? Ali's on stage and he's going, who picks George to win? And he's going, be men, be men. You got him picked. You know you. And, he, and they're all laughing because he's, he's calling them out at the Waldorf in their faces. A lot of them picked George, and Ali understood. Like, it is what it is. This guy's going to yeah. pick. It doesn't mean they like you more. If you're steep in just you can't think, why would anyone pick Ngannou? I was a fighter, right. and I am a fighter. 
You are a fighter. Always a fighter. That's right. Sometimes you fight but the urge to kiss me. That's not a fight. And you lose. All of a sudden you hear. Listen, but um, now you threw me right. Now you were a fighter. I was, and when people would pick against me, it's weird. I some things I didn't care because, like with the Saint Pierre fight, I did not care because I kind of seen why they would think that because they didn't know why I was going to go in there with. But there's other times that I'm like, yo, fuck you. Yeah, picking me to go. You're not picking me to lose a fucking uh, a game of hoops. But it doesn't mean that they they want you to lose. No, but like if you're picking a guy like, true. hey, I just think that this can he, like Ngannou's punching power. Most guys would understand. No, yeah, I, I understand I, why I you pick it. him. I get it. But when the fight's going, look at the first. What are you looking at? It wasn't uh, Habib. It was uh, Luke Rockhold was playing the virtual reality. That's there he is. Right? Is that what you were that saying? That is 100 percent what I was not seeing. Oh, well, that's uh, also it that's was him Habib. dancing. Okay. What is he doing? He's got the vibe on, I think. That's yeah. the vibe. Yeah. He's going to go put his hand through that window. What's he playing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, let me that see. That looks fun. Let me see. That's And then he's got Robbie Lawler over there. And he's oh, maybe playing. it was Robbie Lawler. Look at this guy. Do you have to hold the controls? Yeah, you hold the controls, but it's like you see two hands. It's like you when you put it in front of your hand, you see hands. That's crazy. And you like squeeze it. <laughs> What's this guy's oh, playing? I guess they're vir- they're doing. it looks like virtual rock climbing. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you're a nerd, no, I'm exactly. only kidding. No, you guys glad you hit the gym for once. Nah, I, I'm not into that. I'm into fucking, you know, I'm into some cool shit. Yeah, you know. Um, by the <laughs> way, so I was calling Stipe when you guys were saying. So you have Volante by decision, oh, yeah, Jim, let's right? The, let's yes, get the I picks. Do. And Matt, you took Volante by second round KO. Fuck yeah, I did. I also have Volante by second round KO. That's okay. And then we got uh, Thomas Almeida versus Rob Font rounds out the main card of the pay per view. I'm gonna go with Almeida. I'm going by Almeida by knockout second round. Uh, okay. Third round TKO. Uh, Tom's man. Um, I have Almeida by third round KO. Mm. I have TKO. Okay. Well, whatever. KO, TKO. Mm. Um, okay. Cool. So we got our picks. Well, listen, gentlemen. What, what's today? All right. I'm not Today's a fun day. Week. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I am, Jimmy. Oh, I'm just looking at some podcasts. Maybe you want to just check out some podcasts. Why he's showing me Chip Chipperson? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna um, head to St. Louis Friday. Sorry, Matt. I'm gonna go be in St. Louis Friday, Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday, and the following week I'm doing Michigan. I got uh, Warren, Michigan, the Andiamo Dinner Theater, and then I'm doing the uh, Laugh Fest in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan on Saturday, the 27th. You're gonna be in St. Louis this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, I well, missed. That's it. great. Maybe you could watch the fights last weekend. <laughs> I, it's amazing how fucking uh, I, I miss it by a, a, a week every time. I'm, I'm cramping, Jimmy. Where? No. Oh. oh man. Are you having your friend? Fuck <laughs> Uh I'm gonna be at Sarah BJJ in Long Island. That's what I do, Jimmy. I know it is. That's what I, I hang out. I, I I show some get out of bad positions, rip some arms off. You know, hang out with my guys. We talk it's kinda like this. We it's talk fun. about movies, we we we, 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 we we sweat. Worked out this morning. And I wasn't gonna work out this morning. I did some jujitsu this morning with a couple of bunnies. And I so did not want to. But when I got there and I did it. You were happy. Jimmy, I had to work off a fucking spicy chicken sandwich or two. That's all right. And I did. I think. Jimmy. I made it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, listen. This weekend, do a proper plug, please. Uh, Yeah, this weekend, UFC 220. uh, um, Cormier. No. I wrote Cormier versus Ngannou. Yeah, Cormier versus Ngannou. versus Ngannou. Saturday, January 20th from Boston, Massachusetts. The pay-per-view starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. The Fight Pass prelims are on at 6.30, and the FS1 prelims are on at 8 p.m. All right, listen. Thank you, uh, 
very much to uh, Stipe Miocic. Thank you to, of course, DC. And uh, thank you. And what was the gentleman's name? Brian? Uh, Brian Hayes. From Brian EA Hayes from EA Sports. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Bye, everybody. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.